My name is Phil Mendoza, and this is a championship bow hunting podcast fueled by Mountain Ops. Join me and my guests as we give you bow hunting tips to take your preparation to the next level. Welcome to episode 41 of the Championship Bow Hunting Podcast. Uh, we're going to be continuing on the fitness side of the preparation with a special guest today, uh, Mr. Ben Greenfield. Before we get to Ben, I'm going to do a, a few housekeeping items. And that first off, I want to start off by saying thank you to Hoyt Archery for partnering with today's show. Make sure you check out Hoyt.com, check out their full line of products, including the Defiant series. Uh, the aluminum and the carbon series. I've got my Defiant getting a custom finish on it right now. And as soon as I get it back, I'm going to finish uh, part one and part two of my, my setup video for that Defiant and put it up on YouTube. Uh, also, if you haven't uh, checked out the February t-shirt design, make sure you check that out. You get a, a few bucks off if you if you do the pre-order. We're going to extend, we're going to have that out until the, I think it's February 25th. And then it turns over to the normal pricing in the store. Also, Alpha Bow Hunting Challenge information. Uh, we're working on some details on that. Going to have that those details up by the first of the month. Hopefully, have pre-registration opened up in early March as well. So look for uh, look for that information. So that being said, let's go ahead and get to today's guest and continue with touching on fitness with bow hunting with Ben Greenfield. So welcome back to the podcast. We've got special guest on today to continue the topic of uh, fitness for for the bow hunter. And my guest today is very popular in in the world of uh, you know fitness and and personal training and and you know the the Spartan race uh, triathlete type competitions. Uh, my my guest today is Ben Greenfield. So so Ben, welcome to the show. What's up, Phil? How you doing, man? Good, man. Thank, thanks for coming on and taking time today to to join us and enlighten us with with a few things. Hopefully, yeah, my pleasure. So we've been touching on a few things as far as uh, making you know pre- preparation for the bow hunter in the fitness side of things, and just if nothing else, an awareness, maybe something to consider, something to implement into you know the your everyday routine or somehow how you implement your workout program to to get ready for the season and what i really wanted to talk to you about ben was being that you know you, you started competing in some train to hunt events and <clears throat> you see where being fit and being able to shoot your bow with an elevated heart rate wh- how important that is mm-hmm. and uh, I, I wanted to get your take on specifically that i i did a lot more uh, testing on myself, I would say, over the last couple of years competing in the train to hunt events as far as identifying where I can shoot accurately with at what heart rate and, and what I needed, how many breaths it would take me to get down to a comfortable position. But there was never any real direction as to or any scientific studies that I looked at to say, this is how you should do it or this is yeah. what you should do. Yeah. I was just really guinea pigging myself to well, let me get into maybe a high, you know, a high intensity interval training and, and implement some shooting in between there and see see how I did. But maybe you can shed a little light on that. You know, what really happens to somebody when their ele- their heart rate gets elevated as far as like motor skills and and what their body's going through to prohibit them from being able to do something like shoot a bow. 
Yeah, sure. And I mean, that's that's a big part of it, Phil, is whether somebody's trying to get ready for train to hunt or wants to be able to crest a hill and take a good shot with a high heart rate at the top. A lot of folks just focus on like the high intensity interval training and the fitness to somehow get them to the point where their heart rate's going to be lower for any given point of physical exertion. And that just makes logical sense, right? Like you get you get more fit, your blood volume goes up, your cardiovascular system gets better at delivering oxygen to muscle tissue, and at any given speed, your heart rate is lower. And when your heart rate is lower, is going to be easier to take an accurate shot, right? Just because you're, as anybody knows, if you've tried to to sight a pin when it feels as though your heart is pounding through your chest, you know, it feels like your your bow is freaking like moving, you know, two feet every time your heart pounds. But what I think flies under the radar here is the nervous system component. The fact that no matter how much you build your cardiovascular fitness, no matter how much blood that you build, no matter how big your lung capacity is, if your nervous system function is not set up to be able to handle stress and adrenaline, you're always going to be fighting an uphill battle. And so uh, in my opinion, it all comes down to uh, to your vagus nerve and, and vagal nerve tone. And if you're, if you're game, I can explain what that means and Absolutely. how to kind of, how to kind of train that. Um, so you've got this thing called the called called your vagus nerve, and it, it starts up in your brain stem, which is kind of like right behind your ears, and it goes down both sides of your neck, and it goes across your chest, and it goes down into your, your abdomen. And, and vagus, it's actually a Latin word that means wandering. So it's this nerve that just like wanders through your body, and it is the main component of what's called your parasympathetic nervous system. That's the part of your nervous system that calms you when you are stressed. It calms you when you have adrenaline surging. It calms you when you are um, about to take a shot, when you've been hiking hard. If you're in, let's say, like a train to hunt type of situation, um, it is what is going to help you fight some of that stress, help you stay calm and focused in the face of that adrenaline. And there is this concept that your vagus nerve can be trained. You can have a certain vagus nerve strength that's known as vagal tone, vagal tone. And the way that you measure your vagal tone is with something called variability, heart rate variability. Have you heard of, of heart rate variability? Yes. Before. Okay. So yeah, it's a simple med- like you could you can wear a heart rate variability monitor. It's different than a heart rate monitor. Heart rate variability is the amount of time in between each heartbeat. And if you can slightly, um, you aren't necessarily increasing the amount of time in between each heartbeat as much as you are training your body to very um, specifically regulate its ability to to change up fluctuations in the heartbeat. So, so the idea here is if you have good vagal nerve tone, when you are stressed, your body will be able to lower heart rate efficiently and increase the time in between each heartbeat efficiently. And if you have good sympathetic nervous system tone, you're also going to be able to make adrenaline. You need to make adrenaline in order to be able to go fast or to, uh, to, to push when you want to push. So if you can, if you can increase your vagal nerve tone, you are going to be able to calm your heart rate more readily. And there are specific things that you can do in your training to to increase the tone of your vagus nerve. 
Um, and, and it's, and it's really interesting is, is things that fly under the radar. So one, one idea here is everybody has from the minute that they're born and their face, you know, hits, hits contact with the atmosphere and you, you come out of mom and you take your first breath, it activates something called your mammalian dive reflex. And having a strong and active mammalian dive reflex is one of the most efficient ways to increase your vagus nerve tone. And the way that an adult can train that reflex is via contact of the face with cold water. It's really interesting. Like like dunking your face in cold water or taking a cold shower or jumping into a cold lake or cold river. If you can include that as part of your training program, it's one of the best ways to increase vagal nerve tone. It increases your stress resilience and it increases your ability to be able to consciously slow your heart rate in the face of stress. So that's one thing. And that's something I do every day, right? Like I start off every day with a cold shower. I try a few times a week to get into cold water, but that's one way that you can really get your body able to, to calm quickly when your heart rate is high. Um, Another thing that that flies under the radar when it comes to vagal nerve tone is your entire jaw, head, and neck. So there's, there's, like I mentioned, your vagus nerve travels from your brainstem down either side of your neck and into your body. And if you've got a bunch of tension, like in, in your head and your neck and your jaw, your vagal nerve tone drops. Your ability to be able to fight stress when adrenaline is high drops. And there are um, there are massage therapists who are trained in what's called craniosacral massage, which is which is literally like somebody digging into all the little muscles that tend to get adhesed, like up around the, the top of your head, down your neck, even in your jaw. There's this concept called jaw realignment where, where a massage therapist, and I actually, I have a massage therapist who I work with. I'm very specific with her. When I get a massage, I tell her I want, I want my upper neck worked on, I want my head worked worked on and I want my jaw worked on because all that stuff can help with your vagal nerve tone. It, it sounds like a complete disconnect, but you would be shocked at how much better you can handle stress when you've had head, neck, and jaw work done. So that, that would be a, a second way that you could increase your vagal nerve tone. Um, the, one, one of the last ways that that, you know, that there's so many things you can do, you know, from like, you know, supplements to uh, you know, relaxation to even, you know, woo woo stuff like gratitude journaling to hack your vagal nerve tone. But one last thing that, that I would recommend, and this is something that, that I personally do for about five minutes every morning is I use this special form of breathing called box breathing. And so I roll over, uh, uh when I wake up and I put on a heart rate monitor and I use an app. Um, the app I use is, you know, full, full disclosure, it's an app that I designed. It's called Nature Beat, and it measures your heart rate variability. I put the chest strap on, and it measures my heart rate variability. And for five minutes, I do box breathing. And it's very, very simple. Um, it's four count in, four count hold, four count out, and four count hold. And they've done studies on box breathing, and they found that it increases heart rate variability and increases your vagal nerve tone, especially if you do it like through your nose, kind of like deep diaphragmatic breathing, right? You avoid like the shallow chest breathing. 
And when you do stuff like this, right, like the cold face and cold water exposure and the head, neck and jaw massage or making sure you don't have a lot of tightness in the head, neck and jaw, and you do the box breathing, you vastly accelerate your parasympathetic nervous system's ability to be able to lower your heart rate when you're stressed out and to be able to allow you to stay calm even when adrenaline is high. So that'd be, I mean, even if if you're already getting as fit as possible, I'd say that's the thing that flies under the radar uh, for, for a lot of people when it comes to managing, you know, stress during exercise. So you're saying that that whole phrase <clears throat> or that title of when somebody says they have ice in their veins, that could be because of the addition yeah, of having some cold water treatment, right? Phil Mendoza, the Iceman. You've probably got hey. pretty good vagal nerve tone, man. You know, that that's, well... I do okay, but you know, at at the end of the day, this is really great information because, you know, I know that when I talk to people and they they they're talking to me about a hunting scenario or something came about, and they said, you know, I'm sitting in a tree stand or I'm sitting in a ground blind or whatever the case may be, and your heart rate just jumps up, and that's more the that your kind of your tension nerve, your tension heart rate, or or what you're talking about here was more what your body is reacting to for that increased heart rate, and that was something that. I tell people, you know, it's unless you're in that situation many times or you put yourself in those situations then and learn to handle it, then it's it's hard to practice for it. But this is this is science telling us different. This is science saying you can prepare for that. You can yeah. work on this and and this is a direct correlation as to what whether you're competing in like a, a trained hunt or a 3D competition or whatever it may be or hunting, these are things that will directly help someone in those situations. Absolutely. And on the flip side, right? If, if you are walking around and you, and you, A, you constantly find yourself sh- uh, shallow chest breathing, B, you find that your jaw is tight, right? Like you, you always have a set jaw or C, you simply can't stand cold water, right? Like a cold shower makes you wince like a baby. Then those are all signs that your vagal nerve tone could be worked on. And, and, but if you get to the point where you feel like you don't have tension in your jaw, you do a lot of deep diaphragmatic slow breathing and you can jump into a cold lake or step into a cold shower and just like, you know, walk in and be like, what? I feel great. That felt wonderful. Um, that's a really good sign that, that you're doing a good job training your vagus nerve. Hey man. So just let, let's recap here. Um, we're something that's a direct correlation in, for, for hunters and athletes, and anyone in general, uh, increasing your vagal nerve tone by cold water shower treatment, cold water, you know, whether that's a cold pool or something, that's that's one way to uh, assist that. Cranial sacral massage, working into your head and your neck and, and getting into uh, the intricacies of, of your head and your, and your neck, really, just to, to loosen up tension and, and box breathing. Yep. Three, three tips that are um, coming coming to you from Ben Greenfield here to help you be a, a better bow hunter or a better competitive, you know, bow hunting athlete or just a better, you know, it, it, it applies to so many different areas that it's it's not just bow hunting. This podcast obviously is catered towards bow hunters, but that it can benefit you in so many other areas. Yeah, absolutely. So, so there you go. Now all the listeners are going to hate me for telling them to go take a cold shower. It's all good, man. Well, I'm going to link back over to to your uh, your your website and stuff on my show notes, but just give people a little more information because you, you it's not just the Ben Greenfield Fitness you know podcast that you you have your hands in many other elements of 
the fitness world, and it's really cool, man. I've stumbled across a couple of the other ones, um, your Get Fit Guy tips, and, and I enjoy all of them. But go go ahead and share with, with our audience here that don't know Ben Greenfield where – where they can find you, or you know, different tips, different places they can they can keep up with you. Sure, the the two two best places to go. One would be um, my I have a free blog, uh, free podcast. That's uh, it, it can get exhaustingly long. You know, I put out like an hour and a half worth of, of podcasting each each uh, Wednesday. But it is there if you happen to to be going on a long walk and want some really long to listen to uh, articles, videos, etc. All that's at bengreenfieldfitness.com. And then I also have a uh, 450 plus page book that's just jam packed with uh, biohacks and uh, meal plans and fitness plans and tips for everything from like sleep to digestion to hormone balance to brain optimization and cognitive performance, you name it. And that book is called Beyond Training. I just released a fully updated version uh, and so uh, that that one just hit uh, hit Amazon and it's it's fully updated format and that's at uh, beyondtrainingbook.com or you could just do a Google search for uh, for Beyond Training and it should come up. So those are a couple of resources for folks. Well, uh, I appreciate it. I, I you know anybody that that competes in the Train to Hunt events, you may have seen Ben at a couple of events last year. Ben, you, do you have any idea which ones you may be participating in this coming year? Yeah, um, and and anybody who saw me at them last year uh, knows that I I did just great in the fitness stuff. But as a guy new to bow hunting, um, you needed to be plenty careful every time that I that I drew my bow back. <laughs> that 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 won't be the case this year. I'm wor- working on stuff. Uh, even even uh, working with you, Phil, on on getting a new site. But I should be uh, I should be down at Salt Lake in June, and uh, I may also be at Montana. And then, uh, you know, hopefully at Nationals as well. Well, good deal, man. We appreciate your time and, and good luck with the year. I know you've got a busy schedule. You're, you're a man, of uh, a traveling man, and um, always striving to be cutting edge with, with the content you're, you're putting out. So we appreciate that. I, like I said, I, I enjoy following your stuff, and I appreciate you contributing to the show. So, uh, Ben Greenfield, thank you, and we will catch you down the road. Cool. Thanks for having me on, Phil. All right, man. Thanks.